what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. I am your host, Juliana. It is nice to virtually meet you. I don't always sound like this for the record. (laughs) I had, I don't know, back-to-back calls yesterday, and then I woke up and had no voice, man voice, mousy voice, just a really interesting voice. Feel totally good, but have no voice. So you'll have to be open to this new voice today as we go through this message. But the message is called Get the Doubt Out. Get the Doubt Out. Now, this might sound as if it's one that is common sense. And yes, if you're just going to rely on common sense, it is common sense. However, it's something, doubt specifically, is something that does not go away easily. It doesn't go away on its own. If we don't get the doubt out, right, it's not just going to disappear. So we have to be intentional about the process to do this. So a little side story to set this up. I do something on my YouTube channel and I also share this on my Instagram. It's at MS Miss Juliana Page and then my YouTube is Juliana Page. So you can search and follow either. I appreciate your support. But what I do over there is I invite folks into my email that you can send emails to info.julianapage at gmail.com. And when you send an email, it's just ask Juliana. That's the subject line. And you can ask a question. So I am a professionally certified life coach. I've been doing that since 2008, actually, which is wild. Um, So it's essentially an ask a coach where you can get coach wisdom, feedback, strategies that you might not get if we weren't working together, you know, as as a team currently or, you know, if if there is a specific time sensitive question or relevant question that could really bless other people, we're looking for for those. So that's a really great way to get your questions answered for free. So Ask Juliana, Ask a Coach, Wisdom Wednesday, it's often under those names. But a question came through this past week that was essentially stating, how do I flip the script? How do I change the narrative? How do I stop this pattern? And the pattern that was laid out was, I get so excited at the beginning of a thing. I seem to make so much progress. And then all of a sudden it feels like when I'm close to a breakthrough, I backtrack or like I take 10 steps back, right? How do I stop that pattern so I can actually this person was using manifest what it is that I desire or receive the promise that I'm after, right? Or step into that thing that I know that I'm called to. How do I break the pattern of being too close or so close yet never achieving it? How do I break that? So my response is the title of this message, get the doubt out. (laughs) 
a lot of times I know I have done this. We can think that there's more for us to do. We can just push harder. We can train harder. We can figure it out. We can try a new strategy. We think that there's more that we can do. And it's sometimes what we need to let go of and what we need to shift internally rather than all the things that we can do in the natural, that is where the real shift happens, okay? So I'm going to help you today get your shift together. (laughs) I hope that sounded correct, even with this fun voice today. So there's a couple of things. I wanted to start with some, some verses here just to give you a sense of why doubt is not fancy, okay? So Matthew 21, 22 says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith, okay? So I read that as a conditional word. (laughs) Whatever I ask for in prayer, it doesn't say if I start doubting, I will receive. It says I will receive if I have faith, okay? So that's telling me if I want to receive something, whatever I'm asking God for, I have to believe it. I have to activate my faith in order to receive that thing, all right? And with this, a lot of times that requires looking around your life. So we could have beautiful prayer time with God. We could pray all the beautiful prayers that we can come up with, right? We can release those out into the world and then we can totally forget that we did that and not walk in faith not walk in alignment with what we just asked for. We start doubting, we start trying to hustle, we start trying to like make things happen in our own strength or by leaning on our own understanding and suddenly we're not in faith anymore. Okay, so that's a big one. Another one, Hebrews 11, 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Okay, so without faith, it is impossible to please God. Think about that. Any area of your life right now, is there any area that you don't have faith? Think about that. Because without faith in that area, it's impossible to please God. How does faith come? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Okay, so hearing God's word is what activates our faith. I often recommend and encourage reading the word, whatever you are studying the word, whatever chapter it is, whether it's Psalms, Proverbs, Ephesians, wherever you're led to be studying, actually read the word out loud. That activates the word. So, so important. We could just read it you know, silently, but I recommend reading it out loud because faith comes by hearing. And when it's voice activated by your own voice, your soul, your inner man listens to that word. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. Okay. So I, and if you're anything like me, I was somebody that was very let's see, sensitive in the sense that all of my senses, I really could pick up a lot of information. You know, so your five senses, you can see, you can smell, you can taste, you can feel or touch, right? You can hear. So through all my senses, I I really could pick up a lot of information. You know, I got really good at studying people too. It was so much more how they would show up and what they would do, not what they would say that I would really be able to pick up on. So because I was so good at picking up 
physical information, right? And this really was survival growing up as a child in a really dysfunctional environment. I learned how to anticipate things. I learned how to kind of read between the lines and use my senses to pick up on information and just like fill in the gap and figure things out. Now, while that worked at that time, that is not a a faith walk (laughs) at all, right? Like, so yes, like physical senses, like our five senses can give us a lot of intel, a lot of information. However, it's our spiritual senses that we really want to rely on and depend on, right? Like those are more true, right? Than than what we see in the natural, right? We're not supposed to go by what we see with our physical eyes. We're supposed to go by what we see and know and perceive with our spiritual eyes and our spiritual senses. So that is something Hebrews 11.1 1 is really highlighting that. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So we've got to keep that conviction active, okay? That, that inner knowing. that We can't allow that to weaken. So there's things that we can do. We can be diligent about guarding and protecting our heart, right? About making sure that we're not exposing ourselves to the opinions of man or sharing our ideas and strategies too early when we're not ready for feedback or where we don't want unsolicited feedback. There's a lot of things that we need to be careful to do, staying prayed up, staying in the word, really trusting God to help us unpack a prophetic word or to help us with that conviction as far as walking that out and stewarding that well. Because a lot of receiving a word or getting an idea or believing for a promise, there's a process, there's a faith walk that's attached to that. So we need to stay close to God to walk that out. Okay, I'm going to give you two more. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not sight. That's reiterating the same thing there. If you have a tendency to walk by sight, challenge yourself to start activating your spiritual senses. All right. And then Luke 137, for nothing will be impossible with God. Before that, it says with man, this might be impossible, but nothing shall be impossible with God. So our, our faith is supposed to rest in, not in the wisdom of man and what we can come up with, but in the power of God, all right? And so a lot of times to this question, when we are navigating in our own strength and understanding, the beginning of a thing is great, right? That's why the word says the end of a thing is far better than the beginning of a thing because there's always a messy middle. <laughs> there's a messy middle for different reasons, for a timeline, that we didn't anticipate. Maybe it's for different challenges that we didn't know that were connected to this promise. Maybe it was for different obstacles that we weren't, we didn't feel like we were prepared for, right? And sometimes we are prepared. We don't always feel like it, right? God qualifies the called. Sometimes we didn't realize the capacity, right, that we had to really develop in order to carry out the fulfillment of a promise. Sometimes we didn't realize our character, wasn't strong enough to to embody who we need to be to steward a promise well. So there's a lot of development that happens, right? The idea is fun, it's exciting, whether it's coming up with a vision board, whether it's having a word for the year, whether that is, you know, receiving a prophetic word that's validating what you've been working with with God, what you've been dreaming up with God, whether you have 
had some repetition uh, of something. So you just know that it's your time and your season for something, whether that's to deal with something, to grow into something, to launch something. When we have those ideas, it's really, really exciting, right? We're like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be so cool. And we like journal out all the details. We journal out what's possible. Okay, then as we continue, we we start to go down the messy middle where we start encountering obstacles, whether that's, oh my gosh, I don't know where the finances are going to come from, or I don't know how I'm going to do this, or I don't know, you know, where the team is going to come from, or I don't, you know, know if, like, who am I to even be doing this? We start losing that conviction. We start, if we're not careful, letting our faith drift (laughs) or dissolve, really. We don't, we don't keep it active because we get caught up in doing and performance and achieving. It's something that's really easy to do because that's the way the world has conditioned us. So we've got to be diligent to train ourselves and to develop our faith as we walk out a promise, okay? And then the fulfillment of the promise is usually when it's the most it just feels like there's a lot of pressure and a lot of times in the natural it looks like it is impossible like we've come to this like point of no return like if god doesn't show up this thing is not gonna happen but that's because god gets all the glory (laughs) and that's usually the point where we're at this tipping point where we're literally right on the verge of breaking through and a lot of folks give up right there rather than continuing to press on continuing to hope right abraham against all hope continued to hope so there's scripture right that talks about all of the people of the faith some people died with their faith active so they didn't even see what they were believing for in their lifetime but they believed their entire life they they chose to do that right so Here are things that you can do. This is going to be what I recommend for how you can shift back into a position of faith, for how you can actively make sure that you keep the doubt out, that you get it out and that you keep it out. Because that, again, is not something that just goes away on its own. It's something that we have to participate in. we got to take thoughts captive that are exalting themselves above the truth. We have to not partner with lies we can rebuke the lies, right? We can uh, set boundaries around certain, you know, exposure to things that we don't need to be seeing, hearing, involved in in this season so that we can be fixed on what it is that we're here to be fixed on, okay? So here's three things, all right? Number one, number one is seek the kingdom first. Seek the kingdom first. We have a tendency to go and seek out all the things, but we need to seek the kingdom first. That's literally how you flip the script or you shift the narrative. You do essentially the opposite of what you've been trained to do, right? So rather than being, you know, independent, self-sufficient, going out there and making it happen in your own power and your own strength and just like hustling your way, you flip the script or you shift the narrative. I'm glad this person used that that language. You do that when you decide, you know what? Like I'm going to seek the kingdom first and I'm going to trust that these other things are going to be added to me. I'm not going to go running and chasing after the things and pursuing the things. I'm going to pursue God and believe by faith that his word is true, that he means what he says when he says, seek the kingdom first and all these things will be added to you. So I'm going to clean up my seek (laughs) and then I'm going to let these other things come to me. So practically speaking, this looks like setting up quiet time with God. This looks like getting away with God. 
So that could be reading the word, studying the word. I consider those different. Journaling, prayer, meditating on the word, visualizing a promise with God, asking God questions and being still and listening for answers. Literally setting aside time for God to speak to your soul, to recalibrate your soul, to fill up your soul so that you can go out in your day and live from overflow, right? And to be really clear in your prayers and what you're asking God to do and start developing relationship and a track record with God so that you can see throughout the day how he is showing up, how he is answering prayers, how he is leading you, how he is guiding you, how he is uh, protecting you in a lot of ways as well. That does so much for your faith. Okay, there's a scripture, Matthew 7, 7 to 8, that says this, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So this is a huge lesson. It's critical to seek out and believe for God's involvement in discovering his promises, his truth, right? The the desires of our heart. It is crucial to seek him. It's really important. Scripture says that God rewards those who diligently seek him in faith, in faith, not not doubting, not begging, (laughs) not desperation. We can seek God for all those things as well, right? But he rewards those who diligently seek him in faith. It does not say that God rewards those who casually seek him in wonder and doubt, right? It doesn't say that. So we can't flip the word just to accommodate what we want it to say or take it out of context. It says God rewards those who diligently seek him in faith. So we have to have this passionate desire to seek after him. That's number one. And I recommend doing it first thing, like giving God the first fruits of your day. I recommend that because a lot of times when we wake up, you know, the first words out of our mouth can either be like, (laughs) or like, praise the Lord, you know, like we, we really, when we wake up, it sets the tone for our day. And ideally, we can get out ahead of our day and we can start with God and get our our marching orders, you know? A lot of people want a Savior, but not everybody wants a Lord, okay? Not everybody wants to seek God to guide and direct their steps, but it is powerful, powerful, life-changing, totally different when you actually do that. So number one, make the time happen. Seek the kingdom first. Number two... Similar to what I just walked you through, study the word of God in an area where you want to grow, okay? So I am not saying study the word in an area where you have weakness, right? So don't go looking up all the words on doubt. That's not what I'm encouraging. I'm encouraging instead of looking up doubt, study all of the scriptures on faith and read them in different versions, the method, the message version, the amplified version, the King James, the new King James, right? Study these different versions because one might really articulate and speak to you in a way that a different version doesn't. It's so, so powerful. 
what a different word can do, right? So you want to read them for the verses that speak to you most, and then you want to write these down, and you want to have them with you, whether that's in your purse or your glove compartment in your car, your center console, and, you know, buy your toothbrush when you wake up in the morning. I don't know where you want to put it, right? But make sure that you have these things around you so that you can be declaring it all of the time. I once had my like my bathroom closet, storage closet, I had all of these scriptures from the top of the door <laughs> all the way to the bottom of the door on index cards. And while I was brushing my teeth, I was reading them, right, silently. And then I would declare them also. And so I got really good at memorizing scripture just because I would see that every day. I set my eyes to see that every day. So it's something that you can absolutely do, but it's so, so powerful because word God's word is voice activated, right? And when we release it, when we speak it over our life, it calls our soul into order and calls it into alignment. And God's word doesn't return void. So when we speak it out, it's a declaration. We're declaring that this is how it is, right? So even if you don't faith, have faith, right? You can declare that you do. You can declare that you do. So that's number two is study the word in an area that you want to increase in and make sure to write those scriptures down and memorize them and declare them. So rather than giving into doubt when doubt creeps up, right, take that captive and replace it with the truth that you know. You've got to have God's truth stored up in your heart so that you can speak it when you need it, okay? And then lastly, number three is have a strategic plan for your fear. (laughs) I know that this sounds different, but have a plan for your fear. So what I mean by that is sometimes, and you can discern this, but sometimes the things that we are meant to step into, those are the things that we're most afraid to do. All right. And so we stay in fear rather than going out and slaying our giants and facing them, right? We stay in fear. Rather than speaking to the mountains and telling them to be removed, we don't use our authority, right? We just let them stay there and let them overwhelm us. Or rather than than stepping out and taking risk, which is what faith is, right? Faith is R-I-S-K. That is what faith is, right? So rather than stepping out and taking risks, a lot of times we just stay in a place of comfort and safety. That's what we do. So knowing that, that's why we also need to be proactive. So having a strategic plan. So what do I mean by that? Let's let's say, I'm going to give a couple examples. So let's say that you're somebody that has a desire and a call on your heart to be married. This isn't everybody, but let's say that you do. Let's say that you also come from an upbringing where you, you didn't see a healthy marriage. You don't come from a legacy of healthy marriage and you've seen so many around you that haven't worked. You haven't heard the testimonies. You haven't seen the victories, right? So you could be in a place where you are wondering if you've got what it takes, if God is really going to fulfill that for you, what does that even look like, like are you going to be successful, are you going to fail just like everybody else, that is what the doubt will do, okay, all of this stuff will creep up and if you're not careful, you'll stay in that inactive cray cray place, so what you got to do is get in motion, what you can do, go take a marriage class, right? Go through a study on marriage. Read a book about marriage, right? Love and Respect, for example, is a great book. Listen to podcasts on marriage. You know, interview people that are close to you that that do have a marriage and ask, you know, a successful marriage that you admire 
godly marriage that's demonstrating, you know, godly characteristics and traits, right? Interview those folks and get some feedback from the people, but don't just stay in that place of this isn't going to work for me. This is, you know, God's not going to fulfill this promise to me, or, you know, I just went through a really bad breakup, so it's clearly not going to happen. I'm this many years old, whatever, right? So rather than staying in that place, position yourself to be in preparation, knowing that it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So since it's going to happen, I'm going to have all the tools. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be in position. That could be going to therapy and healing some some unresolved issues in your heart. That could be doing inner healing. I, I consider those different. Like inner healing calls are really different than therapy calls. Um, you know, there's somatic experiencing. It's really helpful to understand emotions. So there's many different things that you can pursue. And I would just pray for God's wisdom on actually healing because there, there could be some repentance or forgiveness work that's needed as your next step to prepare for that marriage that you're after, right? Or even by faith, you could even start creating a Pinterest board of the marriage that you're excited to have and just get yourself in a position of, I know this is happening for me. I'm going to start praying for my husband. I'm going to start praying for myself. I'm going to start praying for the vision for the marriage, whatever, right? Rather than making like all of this, all of these traits in this list, right? Just pray and start praying for it and preparing for it. So that's one example. Another example could be, let's say that you're one of the first in your family to go to college and you have a fantastic job, but your soul is dying at this job, <laughs> right? Like you did everything. Oh my goodness. You did everything that you thought you were quote unquote supposed to do, right? I'm establishing a new legacy. My family will you know, have college graduates, we will be successful in our careers, we'll be homeowners, we'll build generational wealth, we'll do all the things, right? Well, you might be miserable at that job. That job is something that that maybe it's not your calling and you feel called to entrepreneurship, but maybe you've never seen anybody in your family line do that. And you're terrified because you worked so hard to get to this place and you achieved it, but it's not all it's cracked up to be, so to speak. It's not your purpose, right? You've learned so much in the process, but you know that like you're called to more. It's not staying at this job. And that can be a really scary place to be because you could be getting a consistent salary. You could be, you know, doing well. You could have really created a lifestyle for yourself. And now you're being called out into the deep, so to speak. You don't really know what that's going to look like as an entrepreneur. So what you can do is start taking steps to gain the knowledge that you're afraid of, that you don't feel like you have, whether that's marketing, sales, branding, um, you know, business development, fine accounting, right? Whatever it is where you feel weak, it could even be something like website design, who knows, right? But whatever those things are that you feel intimidated about, start learning tools, start researching programs that you can be investing in outside of your work. So when it's on your own time, show up and be excellent at work. But when it's on your own time, start pursuing those things so you'll start getting clarity and you'll start getting answers. Answers do not come when we're inactive. They come when we're moving. They come when we're in action. So the key there is not to get caught up in what you don't know, but to just take the next step and the next step and the next step. Because our job is not to know 
how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. Our job is what and why. And we go after that and we trust. And then as we're out and as we're in movement, God will give us direction if we need to pivot in some kind of a way. So that's another example. And then lastly, like, let's say it's health. Like, let's say you've been feeling miserable for a minute. Let's say that you have been just tired. You've been moody and irritable. You need an attitude adjustment. (laughs) You just do not feel strong and you don't like how other people are experiencing you. You're aware that you're impacting them in a way that you're not proud of and you just feel like blah, right? Okay, so... You can decide then, like having enough is enough moment. I am ready, number one, but number two, I am also willing. I am ready and I'm willing to make change in my life, right? And I'm going to do this with God this time, right? Apart from God, we can do no good thing. Apart from God, we are nothing, okay? So a lot of times when we try to white knuckle our way through change, we go back into old habits, But with God, he orders our steps. He guides us. He strengthens us. He empowers us, right? So bring God into the mix here and let him guide you to what to do. Is it starting to work out? Is it starting to clean up your diet? Is it starting to have a better sleep routine? Is it starting to go on more walks throughout the day, get more oxygen in your body? Is it starting to meditate on the word of God and visualize his promises for you? Is it getting involved in a group workout class, right? What is it? It could be all of the things, right? But getting with God and letting him reveal to you what your next steps are. I remember in one season, I was led, it was crazy, but I was led to do a no sugar diet, right? And it was for six weeks and it was great because there was so much training involved. There was so much cooking that you would do. Um, but meal plans were sent out every Wednesday and you'd have from Wednesday to Sunday to get to the grocery store. And then on Sunday you would cook up anything that took longer than 30 minutes so that during the week you wouldn't have to do that. That radically changed my life and eating like sticking to a no sugar diet for six weeks was incredibly powerful. But what I didn't know was God was leading me to do that because I was about to embark on a very emotional and in healing, like deep inner healing journey. And so I needed like my body to be healthy in order to go through that so that like my hormones could be stable. I would be supported. I would have good habits in place that would help me to process what I needed to process and grow through in that season. So that's an example. So just to recap these three things for you. Number one, to get the doubt out of your life and get yourself in position to receive and to stay in position because that's an active position. Positioning is a very active statement, right? So a really great way that I like to think about this is sometimes we're in a a learning season. (laughs) Sometimes we're in a training season. And then other times we're in the assignment. We've been launched into the assignment. So if you're not in the assignment yet, if you are in a season of quote unquote waiting, you don't have to just sit and wait, right? You can either be learning and continuing to learn, or you can just stay in training. And positioning is training in a lot of ways, okay? Because it's dealing with our mindset, it's dealing with our heart set, it's dealing with our emotional stability, it's dealing with our attitudes and our moods, it's dealing with our faith, (laughs) it's dealing with our alignments, right? And what's going on with our heart, because God cares 
so much about our heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at our heart, okay? So here are the three things that you can do to get the doubt out, keep it out, and to stay in position and to stay ready for the inevitable, for the promise to come to pass, right? For the dream to manifest, for the desire of your heart to to become your reality, right? Number one, seek the kingdom first. Make time to spend with God and develop relationship with God and be in his word. Number two, study the word in an area where you really want to increase and grow and get better at. And number three, create a strategy or a strategic plan for your fear. Instead of fear, you're going to move by faith. You're going to take action and you're going to start closing that gap from where you know you are being called to, where you know you are meant to be, which is only a matter of time. It's inevitable. You're going to start closing that gap by taking steps towards it every day and staying out of doubt. Okay? All right, guys, I hope this message is helpful. I hope it blessed you. Thank you for for bearing with me here with my voice. Hopefully it wasn't too crackly for you. (laughs) If this message did bless you, make sure that you subscribe. And you can also share this with a friend. There's a way that you can right click or just, you know, if you're on your phone, there's the little dots where you can copy a link and you can share it with a friend. Sharing is caring. I love doing that. That's one of the best ways to, you know, if somebody's on your heart, you can just share. Like I've been thinking of you and share a link. It's a really great way. And you never know when you have somebody on your heart and you hear a message that you're like, "Woo, this is for me, but I know this is this for this person. We were just talking about this. That can just bring so much upliftment. You have no idea. It can be a really affirming word. So make sure that you do that. You can also connect with me over at julianapage.com. That's where all the social medias are. That's where books are, courses and coaching programs and just all the things, all the things are over there. So make sure you go check out julianapage.com. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.